Yeah, I'm a regular schizo. No. It's these new computerized units Medicaid won't subsidize. Over six grand! I shouldn't have listened to that goddamn audiologist and bought the subsidized cheapos instead. With these, there's a little lady inside whispers that your battery's low. Also tells you what channel you're on. I got five channels with these units. For listening to music, for quiet time, reverse focus, and what they call master. Master's the human conversational channel. And there's also one for phone. I can't tell the difference between any of them, except phone. Which, when you're not actually talking on the phone, is like a goddamn echo chamber. It does help me here with a cell phone, though. Vivian sets Connie's platter of food and coffee in front of him. That gonna be it, Conrad? Please, Viv, for Christ's sake, don't call me Conrad. Only my ex-wife called me Conrad. And thankfully I haven't heard it from her in nearly thirty years. I'm kidding, she says without looking at him. Connie, she adds. She takes Jack's order, oatmeal with milk and a cup of coffee, and heads back to the kitchen. For a few seconds, while his father digs into his breakfast, Jack studies the man. Jack's been a state trooper for twelve years, and studies people's behavior, even his seventy-year-old father's, with a learned, calm detachment. You seem sort of agitated this morning, Dad. Everything okay? Yeah, sure. I was just teasing Viv about that Conrad business. But it is true, you know. Only your mother called me that. She used it to give me orders, or criticize me, like she was afraid I'd take advantage of her somehow if she got friendly enough to call me Connie. You probably would have. Yeah, well, your mother took off before I really had a chance to take advantage of her. Smart gal. She quit before I could fire her. That's one way to look at it. You have to let it go, Jack. She didn't want the job, and I did. In the end, everybody, including you boys, got what they needed. You're right, Dad, you're right. They've had this exchange a hundred times. Vivian sets Jack's coffee and oatmeal in front of him and scoots away as if a little scared of Connie mocking him. Jack smiles agreeably after her and shakes out the front section of the newspaper and scans the headlines while he eats. Connie goes back to the sports page. Jack says, Looks like we got through March without another bank robbery. Maybe our boy is headed south, like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. He flips the front page over and goes on to national news. After a few minutes, without looking up, Connie says, You talked to Buzz and Chip recently? Jack looks over at his father as if expecting more, then says, No, not in the last few days. Everything the same with them these days? More or less, far as I know. Wives and kids? Yep, the same, far as I know. All is well. No news is good news, Dad. I wouldn't mind any kind of news, actually. They're busy, Dad. It's easier for me. I don't have a wife and kids. Plus, Buzz has that long drive every day up to Danamora and back. And Chip's taking criminal justice courses nights at North County Community College down in Ticonderoga. And they both live way the hell over in Keysville.
Don't take it personally, Dad. I don't, Connie says, and goes back to reading the sports page. Jack finishes his oatmeal, shoves his bowl to one side, and cups his mug of coffee in his large red hands, warming them. He's thinking. He suddenly asks, You ever consider it a little weird that all three of us went into law enforcement? I sometimes wonder about it. I mean, it isn't like you were a police officer, like me and Chip, or a prison guard like Buzz. I mean, you ran auctions. Yeah, but don't forget, I'm a former Marine. And you're never an ex-Marine, Jack. So that was the standard you boys were raised by, the United States Marine Corps standard, especially after your mother took off. If my father had been a former Marine, I probably would have gone into law enforcement too.